0: For more great content, make sure you follow 717 Sports Media on all your podcast listening platforms. Also follow us on social media on Twitter at 717 underscore sports, Facebook and Instagram at 717 Sports Media. We're also checking on our website daily for your daily news and sports videos at 717sportsmedia.com.
1: Magic we're back again B for the seventh episode of the Big Ten Football Show. Coach Way, what a great weekend of college football. Oh, my Lord. I watched about 12 hours on Saturday. I was at the beach with my family, and I stayed inside with my father-in-law, and I watched college football, and I barely went to the beach on Saturday. Sunday went to the beach a little bit, but I enjoyed the games. You know, Saturday was awesome. You had the 12 o'clock window. You had Oklahoma, Texas was, was crazy. Texas was up big. Then Oklahoma came back, and then you had the three thirty four. Uh, oh, don't forget the old mess Arkansas, the old mess uh, Arkansas game. Did you see the end of that? B?
0: yeah, yeah, that, that's a good one.
1: They went for two to try to win it, and they didn't get it. So that was a good one. And then you had you had your Penn State Iowa. We'll get to in a minute. That was a good one. And then the night game was the night game was a good one. Uh, you had Alabama goes down. You never know in this sport. Texas AM loses to Mississippi State. They don't know what the heck they're doing on offense, could barely score the ball all year. And then all of a sudden they come out and they they dominate and beat Alabama. You just never
0: know in this sport. It's so wacky. Well, week the week, man. It's like any given Saturday. It's like the like the NFL motto almost. Any given Sunday. And then also the late, late
1: game you had Michigan. Michigan with the big win at at uh, at Nebraska.
0: That was so, closer than people expected.
1: Yeah, and Nebraska hung in there, but Nebraska screwed up. Nebraska had a chance to go win the game, and their quarterback, what you call him, the 10th-year tenth, tenth senior, Martinez? <laughs> yeah. He fumbled the ball, and then they kicked the field goal, and then they got it back, and they couldn't do anything. And, like, they had a chance to go win the game twice, and they couldn't do it.
0: Yeah, like, still not ready yet. Still
1: not ready. So. I
0: mean, you have a 10th-year a, a, a senior and all, but they're still not ready.
1: Yep, it it is. It's just not there, man. So I do got to ask you something. Can I ask you something, B-Way?
0: Depends what you want to ask me. We are! (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God.
1: This is the product of, you know, what's nice about this is you record it and you go back and listen to it later. So I had to go. I went back and listened today. I did. Ohio State lost to Oregon. All of a sudden, this guy over here named Coach Way was gloating and goes, Ohio,
0: Ohio. (laughs) so goes around comes around
1: you lost one there
2: buddy
0: listen we lost a quarterback in the second quarter before that the game was down it wasn't even close we were dominating that game now i don't know i don't don't know if the backup don't get reps to practice or He came, he just entered a real hostile environment. That was a tough place to play. Iowa was rocking. But he just didn't play well. Okay. I'm sure he will. I'm sure he will develop over time. But that was a tough place to get thrown into. And little, and, and you know, Iowa, credit to them, they chipped away and chipped away and chipped away and then came back and, you know, did what they had to do. I got one more question. Was that a nice little win for Iowa? (laughs) <laughs> no, that, that was that was a big win for Iowa. I'm not like you with your little Buckeye. Every time the Buckeyes lose, it's a nice little win. No, that was a big win for Iowa on a big time platform for them. And congratulations to Kirk Ferentz and the Iowa football program. Okay,
1: I do got three things I want to ask you in comments in a minute, but let me let me just get the show run real quick. So on this episode of the Big Tip Football co- Podcast, guys, we will recap the games. We just started a little bit there, but we're going to recap the games. We're going to have our guest. I'm so excited for this. Bill Landis of the Athletic. He's an awesome Ohio State writer, but he also writes about the Big Ten. He's a Penn State grad, and he also understands Big Ten football really well. He goes to all these games. Um, So he really gets it, and he's a great reporter. So I'm so excited to have him on. And then we're going to go over our picks. Somebody went 4-0. I'm not going to tell you who, but somebody went 4-0. And then we're going to go over next week's games. Not a lot of great games next week, but we're going to go over them. So so Iowa won 23-20. I have three things I want to ask you, okay? Well, first first one, why – explain this to me. Why can't Penn State run the ball, okay? They are 95th in the country in yards per rush. They are supposed to be the fourth-ranked team in the nation, and you can't run the ball. Why can't they run the ball?
0: We haven't been able to run the ball year. I mean, we have a collection of running backs. Uh, Our line, our line has to be better. Uh, Our running backs are just not real explosive guys. Uh, I think we got. I mean, just be patient because we have some things coming in next year, and we're we're going to be fine. It's just, it's just, you know, uh, it's
1: it's funny to me because like Saquon was awesome, and then you had the kid who's the kid that oh my god, who's the kid plays with the Eagles? He's a real good running back for you guys too,
0: Miles Sanders.
1: Miles Sanders, he was good. And then Journey Brown was good in spots. And I think if they would have ran with Journey Brown more, they might have been all right. But since that, last year, and I know they had everybody got hurt last year, but this year, they, like their running backs are not difference makers. And but their old Johnny- line does not get a good push either. Uh, and, and this is going to lead into the quarterback. That's tough, man. I, I, I feel for the kid. He goes in there, didn't get many reps, and he goes in there to try to play. But I'm saying if you had, you need one drive, you get one touchdown drive, one drive, you win that game. And if you could run the ball a little bit and say, here we go, we're going to hand the ball off. We're going to run it. Like I, you know, C.J. Stroud gets hurt for Ohio state. They're going to be like, all right, Trayvon Henderson, five-star running back from Virginia, master Teague. Let's go. It's eat time. Let's go. We're going to pound the Brock. And like, that's the thing that's going to hold Penn state back the rest of the year too. They cannot run the ball. And it's like, they got to figure that out, you know, at least get a little better there and then going next year, they got to be able to run the ball because you get these close games to settle everybody down. It's just nice to have that running, that, that run game
0: a little bit well journey brown he was supposed to be that guy and you know he, he was uh, unfortunately he got he, he got hurt or sick or whatever's going on but uh this would have been his show and you know we didn't recruit well behind him and that's the difference between you know next level teams and good teams you know we have we have good solid starters but you know our depth is not where it needs to be and we saw that, you know, at running back last year now this year, and we see it, you know, in the quarterback situation, would, you know, probably cost us a game.
1: Yeah, okay, so I want to go to the quarterback. So I said, you know, quarterback depth killed Penn State in that game, and if they had Will Levis, Will Levis was a talented kid who, who shared times with Clifford, and now he's doing a pretty good job at Kentucky. I mean, you know, he's got them undefeated. He's playing real well at Kentucky. So you had a Will Levis, and that's just, you know, I'm not blaming Penn State. That's just the nature of the business. You get they, these kids transfer and leave. Uh, a couple of years ago, Ohio State had Justin Fields his first year. If he would have got hurt, because they had two kids transfer out, if he would have got hurt, they would have been screwed. i I'm telling you, they had like wa- they basically walk on type of guys behind him. They had nobody behind him. Thankfully, he didn't get hurt. But like, that's tough to put in that kid. But Lil Levis is a, is a real good prospect, and he's doing a real good job. Kentucky, a quarterback, depth just hurt you. And that kid just, you know, you could just tell. Like, he's just not there yet. Maybe he'll be eventually. Maybe he'll win the starting job next year. They got two talented quarterbacks coming in next year's class. Maybe he will come in, but it just – it killed you. I agree. If Clifford is in that game, I think they probably won, yes. I agree. They, they probably win. But that's – you know, you know injuries happen. You need that back and quarterback ready to come in, and he, he just couldn't play. It just – it was a tough game for the kid.
0: And I don't want to, like, bash the kid. I mean, his first meaningful college oh, yeah, football right. minutes – were in that big time atmosphere. So yeah, you know, it was tough on them. That's one of the best defenses that you're going to play all year. And we had to face it for a half with uh with the backup quarterback who never took any meaningful snaps. So it was it was tough for, you know, it was a tough situation for tough situation for them to be in.
1: Yep, I agree. All right, last question I got out in this game. Is Iowa good? Because okay, hear me out. I know they won and they're they're and I still got them ranked high. They are I looked it up. 111th in the nation in yards per play. Their offense is just not good enough. Now the defense is good, but like like Georgia's good on de- Georgia's defense is unreal. But their offense is decent to good. Like Iowa's just they can't move the ball. Talk about run the ball. They can't run it well, and their, their third quarterback's all right, but he's not like next level. Is Iowa good?
0: No, their defense is good, but are they a, a contender? Like a Final Four contender? Like one? Like if they get in. No, they're not going to last. Um, they probably won't get in, in the Big Ten. But they have a real solid defense that can hold on. I mean, they're very unathletic, like, offensively. There's no big but, but like that, that,
1: that, that That's
0: all right for Iowa. They, they,
1: but they usually could line up and run the ball. They're just not good enough at O-line to run the ball, and their running backs aren't elite. They usually do have some good running backs at times. But they're just not like they're usually better than this on offense. They're usually like not 111th. There's 128 teams. I mean, they're 111th. That's not good. Like they're usually like 50, 60, 70s. I mean, serviceable. They're not good enough on offense right now. I mean, I think you're right. Clifford keeps playing. There's a good chance that that that, that they're probably going to lose that game. They're and when just I, not I look at teams, offense.
0: Yeah, and when I look at teams, offensively. I'd like measure them on like how many guys can they have that can score from anywhere on the field? I don't think Iowa has too many guys, if any, that can score from anywhere on the field on that offense.
1: Yeah, it's funny. The game-winning touchdown was on a tight end throwback, and they snuck that guy through. Like, and they, yeah, that was a- <laughs> it's a great scheme. That was a great play call. But, yeah, you're right. I, I agree. They don't have a Jahan Dotson, a, a, a Lave, a Jamison Williams in, in, in Bama, or – like that you know they just don't so so we'll see uh you know here's the thing and, and, and you'll see that in my rankings you like my rankings be is Penn State wins out they're in the playoff are you kidding yeah if Penn State wins out if Penn State goes to Ohio State and beat them okay Penn State goes to Michigan State they beat them okay if Penn State beats Michigan at home and then faces an Iowa team probably in a rematch victory the championship and they win that game they're in the playoff so the, you know everything's still in front of them uh, sure. They just got a tough road ahead. They still got go to go, you know, Ohio State and then both got buys this week. And then Ohio State plays Indiana and Penn State plays Illinois. And then it's Ohio State, Penn State. And that's going to be that weekend, October 30th. Mark it down, people. Ohio State, Penn State. And then Michigan, Michigan State. <laughs> oh, that's two good ones in the Big Ten right there. After that weekend, when we, when we film our pod, we will have a good idea, you know, because whoever wins that Ohio State, Penn State game, We'll be like, yep, that's the team. And then Michigan, Michigan State, that's the other team in the East. So we'll have a good idea. And I still don't think Iowa could, with their offense, they could still lose. Like the row the boat guy, you know, Minnesota could still trip them up, you know, because, or like even, uh, even even Nebraska, who's playing better, even though they, they can never win a close game, <laughs> they, you know, they always, they might even be triple. They just, when you're 122nd in offense, you're leaving yourself open to get beat.
0: Yeah, they won't win out. Uh, do you think the Big Ten should, like, reclassify their East and West divisions?
1: It's a good question. Um, and it's, if the East is really, you know, like I, I think I told you earlier this year, if you took away Ohio State, uh, it's 500 playing each other. You know, it, 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 it really hasn't been a big advantage. Now, this year it does look bad look at Ohio State's good, Michigan's good, Michigan State's good, Penn State's good. The only team that looks really good out the West is Iowa, and we're talking about how flawed they are. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know. Like, like if you ask me, Ohio State, Michigan, Michigan State, and even Penn State, even though Penn State lost the game, like, you could argue all four are better than Iowa because they're all four more balanced. Like, Michigan State had a kid. That's a Michigan State. They had a kid throw for 300. The running back had over 200 yards rushing and a receiver go over 100. I like think Michigan State's got some dudes. Uh, Michigan you know is really sound on defense they run the ball well is playing better you know so 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 yeah yeah I I think there could be something to that um I, I I don't know they did a legends and leaders and then they they switched it up because uh it just the setup wasn't right I, I think that you could see that you could get away from that for sure you know you know so I don't know they're also still playing nine. They're also still playing nine, uh, um, what did I say? Uh, nine conference games. And I think they should maybe go to eight.
0: Yeah, that so, makes sense.
1: Yeah. Anyways, so so we will wait and see about that. All right, let's get to other games. We got our guests coming soon. Michigan, Nebraska, 32 29. Another win. Michigan's rolling 6 and 0, B. 6 and 0. Hardball's pump, man. We've got Michigan State coming up at the end of the month. So we're going to see.
0: So, are you guys worried yet?
1: Nah, I'm not worried.
0: <laughs> wow,
1: okay. We'll see. Okay. I, I'm not I'm not worried. I, I'm worried about Penn State in, in two weeks. That's the one I'm worried about. because so I think Penn State's got a heck of a defense. So, I don't know. I mean, he hasn't beat Ohio State yet. He's, he's 0-7. He should have lost last year if he would have played the game, but they didn't play the game. So, he's 0-7 against them. So, I don't know. I'm not really worried about Michigan. You know, maybe Michigan keep winning and go in there 10-1, and then we'll beat them. That would be awesome.
0: oh my god but hey
1: hey I gotta give him credit though he redid his staff he brought in all these young guys their defense is instead of Don Brown running man-to-man defense all the time and getting burnt like every week they got a defense coordinator who knows how to mix up coverages they're good up front they got Aiden Hutchinson who's one of the best DNs in the country they're running the ball well and then Kay McNamara is not necessarily great but he's not he's playing mistake-free football and he's making plays when he has to so yeah Michigan looks really good they
0: look improved so, they look good. I'm excited because I told you on week one of this podcast that college football is better when Michigan's good. Yep. And they look right. to be ne- back.
1: Yeah, so we'll see. That was a good one. Uh, we'll see how they do the rest of the, of the year. You know, Michigan and Michigan, Michigan State. Let's see who wins that. That's going to be a fascinating game. All right, next one. Here we go. Oklahoma, 55, Texas, 48. The game of the day for me, I you know, maybe the te- Texas AM and m game, Bama. That was awesome. Texas is up big. Spencer Rattler throws two picks. And they bring in their backup five-star quarterback. You get the backup five-star quarterback, Caleb Williams. And I'm just saying, if you got that backup, you know, know, it helps to have those backup five-star quarterbacks. He was unreal, B. That touchdown he threw at the goal line, I was like, wow. That was like, he could be in the NFL right now making that throw. That throw was unreal. There's none deniable that they don't win that game without him. He came in. And he changed the whole tenor of the game, and then it opened the run game up because Spettler and Atler is not really a dual threat run guy, and they're running their zone and different things, and he could pull it and go. Now they have to respect that and open up the run game. The running back had over two hundred yards rushing, big big win. They came back from down twenty one points to beat Texas. What'd you think, B?
0: Yeah, that was a great game. I mean, it was fun to watch that backup quarterback. I mean, Rattler might be in trouble. I would like to know. And you know, you Buckeye fans might be able to tell me. I know Buckeye fans, y'all cheat and pay your backup quarterback. Okay, money. okay, go
2: ahead. But I don't
0: I don't know how you keep these five-star backup quarterbacks happy. But well, he, he just enrolled, he
1: just came in there January. That's why. It, 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 what it is, is is so this is the this is the plan. The plan was Rattler started last year, Rattler started this year. Rattler has a good year, Rattler goes pro, Williams sits for one year, then he comes in, he's the starter. That's no different than what Alabama did with Bryce Young. Bryce Run came in, he competed, lost a job, Mac Jones, and now he's starting in Alabama. It's you know uh, C.J. Stroud came in last year. C.J. Stroud and Miller, the the, the killer the, the Miller came in. They sat for a year behind Justin Fields, and now he's ready to start. That's what they do. Yeah, well, I like mean your, your, your Buckeyes,
0: days, like it, your, your, your Buckeyes have two more coming in. This no, no,
1: Right now they have they have a five star. Uh, well, C.J. Stroud was a four star. Then they had yours uh, uh, is there. He's five star. He just came there. He should be in high school. He's not even. He hasn't played a game yet because he should. He just came there for NIL. And then you got the Kyle McCord kid who's from Philly. He's a five star. And then you got Jack Miller, who's a four star. They're they're gonna in January. I, I read an article. Bill Bill Landis wrote it this week. He sat down with Ryan Day, and I he, Ryan Day asked his guys just to stay the whole year. So I think the end of the year. In January, February, you're going to see Jack Miller and Kyle McCord. They're going to transfer out. So it'd be CJ Stroud and Quinn Ewers. And because Quinn Ewers reclassified from 22 up to 21, they don't have a quarterback at 22 right now. So I don't know if they're going to take one or not. So Ryan Day's philosophy is he's going to get the best quarterback every year. And, you know, prior to Ryan Day, they weren't known as a quarterback factory. You know, and Ryan Day has kind of changed the narrative with that, and that's what they're doing. They're stacking four- and five-star kids, and that's what you do. And that's, you know, and the other philosophy is, like, Clemson does every other year. So they got DJ now, and then they had a year in between. And, and there's all you could do a year. Every year Year you could take, like, get, a, get like, a five-star and then take a year in between. That way you, you space them out. Ohio State says we're going to get the best guys, let them compete, and if not, they transfer.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't see how that works. I don't see how. What you fail to realize,
1: and, and, I, and I'm, I, I hope you can get this one these days. There <laughs> we go. Is when why do they want to go to Ohio State? They make the playoff almost every year. They win the Big Ten almost every year. They send people to the NFL. At, at the sec, the, they have the second most players in the NFL right now. That's why kids want to go there. You're going to get in the NFL. You're going to get a chance to play for a playoff. You're going, to chance for, you're going to probably win the Big Ten, and you're going to make the playoff. That's why they want to go there. And, and, like, I don't know why you can't get that. Like, Penn State's just a notch below. Now, we'll see. Maybe Penn State wins out and they go to the playoffs this year. They're just a little bit of a notch below. Penn State's a nice program. I'm not saying anything against them, but they're just a notch below Ohio State right now. Okay. Uh, we are so pleased to get to uh, welcome our guest, Bill Landis of The Athletic and of uh, my favorite podcast. I'm trying not to gas him up too much, but he's the host of the 4 to 6 with A&B podcast. It's a uh, it's Ohio State football podcast, uh, but Bill Landis does a great job. He knows the Big Ten. He knows college football really well. And he knows Ohio State real well. How you doing, Bill?
2: I'm doing excellent. How are you guys?
1: Thank you so much for, for coming on. Um, Bill does a great job. I've covered I've been started reading him when he was at Cleveland.com and now he's over at, at uh, Athletic. They do a, a wonderful job this morning. Today, Bill, I was driving home from the beach with my family. And what did I listen to? I listened to four to six with a and B. I listened to the audible with Stuart Randell and Bruce Feldman. I listened to Andy Staples and your buddy, Ari. It was awesome. Three straight college football podcasts. It was great. You guys do a great job at the athletic.
2: Which one of those did you like the most? Four to six with a and B. That's right. All right. That's the right answer. I appreciate
1: it. <laughs> yeah. You guys do. You guys really do a great job. And, uh, I like how, uh, uh, how you guys need to each other, you and Ari. Uh, Ari is a stars matter guy, B-Way. I'm trying to teach B-Way the stars matter, okay? All right. Uh, so so uh, let me start there, start first. Uh, so after, you know, we're going to get right into Ohio State. After making structural changes to the, the defense, you know, and we know Kerry Combs no longer calling the shot. He's up in the booth. We've got Matt Barnes coming down. And they made a bunch of changes, you know, scheme-wise. You wrote and, written about it. I think there's more coming from you. And you run more cover two, And then they're also, uh, they changed, they changed, you know, some personnel, Cam Martinez, different people are are, are starting to play. Do you think the Ohio state defense, is it good enough to, to win the big 10 and make a playoff?
2: I think it's good enough to win the big 10 and make the playoff. Yeah. Anything beyond that, I'm I'm still a little skeptical. and, And I think most of that is just because I want to see it against, a better caliber of opponent, you know, and that's, you know, Maryland's a pretty good offensive team. They were missing two, two of their top receivers there. So I don't want to make too much out of that performance or out of the Rutgers or or accurate performances, but I also think there's something to be said for just sort of looking organized, which, which Ohio state didn't really look in its first three games and didn't look for much of last year. So I think they've gotten some things figured out in that way. And and I do think they're trending in a right direction with mixing up their coverages, not being so predictable, uh, being a little more aggressive, Uh, paring down personnel rotations in in some cases. So I like what I've seen, and I think Ohio State fans should like what they've seen thus far, but I I don't want to say that everything's fixed just yet because it's not like they've played a a super explosive offensive opponent just yet.
0: Hey, Bill, as a uh, non-Ohio State guy like myself, (laughs) what do you think separates Ohio State from, like, the rest of the teams in the Big Ten with just recruiting-wise and bringing in top classes every year?
2: Yeah, I don't know what, what it is about Ohio State that, that has put them in that position because if you look around the league, you know, like Michigan has a lot to offer. Penn State has a lot to offer. Wisconsin, Nebraska, all these places do. Um, I think Ohio State has a winning tradition maybe over an extended period of time that those places don't have. The one thing that Ohio State, it's kind of remarkable that, that, that it's been able to do is they've really been able to avoid any kind of downturn. They've not had an extended period where they've lost or had multiple losing seasons. I think they've had one losing season since the nineties. And that was the year after Jim Trestle got fired. Um, and, and even before that, I think they've had like a handful of losing seasons going all the way back to Woody Hayes. So it's been, you know, 50 plus years of, of, of winning football and, and not many other programs. I don't think any other programs around the country can say that every program has had some kind of downturn. Even even a program like Alabama was not very good before Nick Saban got there. So, I think that's the thing that Ohio State hangs its hat on: is consistency, uh, both winning on the field and and also you know turning out NFL draft picks. Because uh, there's not many, maybe like one or two other programs that do it at the same level as Ohio State right now in terms of developing guys for the NFL. So, I think those two things combined are what give Ohio State the leg up on the rest of the Big Ten.
1: Well, I told I was telling my my buddy here. They have the number two most NFL players right now. Alabama's got the most, Ohio State's the second most. And so you put people in the league, those kids want to go there. They're in the league and they're going to be in the they're in the playoffs a lot of the time.
2: Yeah, and it becomes like a self-fulfilling prophecy too, right? Because at a certain point, the players who are sort of ready made just start showing up. So you you get credit for even developing those guys even when like a guy like Chase Young probably could have come to Ohio State for a year, hung out and gone to the NFL. Um, I, I don't know how much credit you give them for developing Chase Young but that you, you also put yourself in a position to get a guy like that on campus in the first place. So I think, I think that, that is what resonates with people. I think the most, at least prospects the most is, is, are you going to get me to the league? I think even more than winning national championships, are you going to get me to the league and Ohio state does that as well as anybody.
1: And, and so, you know, follow up, I, I do got a question. You're from Philadelphia, you know, you got mm-hmm. Kyle McCord and you get Marvin Harrison junior, you know, both do you think, you know, I always say that Columbus is a big city, you know, and, uh, you think that helps Ohio state that they're so close to the big city and like a kid, like we had somebody come on a couple of weeks ago who said that sometimes maybe the Philly kids might want to go to Columbus. Cause at least it's a bigger city, just like Philadelphia is.
2: Yeah. I think that does help. And it's a good point to bring up um, Ohio state is, is unique. I think in the sense that you can get like a small college campus feel if you want it, but you're also in what is now, I think like the 14th largest city in the country and a city that's growing tremendously. And, you know, has a bunch of Fortune 500 companies here. And, and it, it does, to me, very much feel like a major city, even though maybe the rest of the country might not view it that way. I think once you get here and you see it, I think prospects come come to realize that. So I do think that helps, especially when you're recruiting guys from other metro areas that, that probably don't have college football powers near them, guys like, the, you know, the kids from Philly who you mentioned. Um, you know, like USC's in L.A., and obviously L.A. is a huge city but L.A. is almost too big because I don't think anybody there really cares about USC football. Um, Columbus is, is, is different because it is a real city with a real city feel, but on the, same, on the same hand, like, everyone here cares about Ohio State football.
0: So both of you guys are going on record right now telling me that Ohio State is not paying their players
2: or not paying recruits to come oh, in. Come on! <laughs> I think every know. program, every program cheats. If you're a college football fan <laughs> – if you're a college football fan who thinks your program doesn't cheat, I've got some beachfront property in Ohio. Like <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, very true. Very true.
1: I, I mean, we don't know what happens behind closed doors, all these players. I mean, it could happen anywhere.
0: Yeah. So.
1: All right. All right. So, Bill, let me ask you about the Big Ten. Do you think this is the biggest – you think this is the deepest the Big Ten's been in a while? I mean, with Michigan looking good, Michigan State. I, I listened to you today. I mean, you're right. Michigan State looks like they're really good. Penn State looks good, even though they can't really run the ball. I was talking to my buddy here about that. And then Iowa, even though they're flawed on offense, they are elite elite defense.
2: Yeah, I think it might be. It it certainly isn't a time I've been covering Ohio State. I, I started covering the Buckeyes in 2014. And back then it was kind of just Ohio State and Michigan State. And that was like right before Penn State brought in James Franklin. And they were okay, but they still had some work to do there coming off of their sanctions. So it was kind of a and Michigan was okay too, but but not great. Was was playing Ohio State tougher at the time than they are now, but I don't think was a, a very good team overall back then. Um, I, I I can't remember a time since I've been on the beat, or and probably even going back before that, where there were you know five or six what I consider like legitimately good teams in the conference. And, and I think that obviously Ohio State is, and I think that Penn State, Michigan, Michigan State, and Iowa are all legitimately good as well. They all have flaws, and I would include Ohio State in that. But but I think that all of those teams playing at their best are, are capable with playing uh, with just about anyone in the country. So um, I don't, it's not the deepest conference overall because the West is pretty bad in my opinion. And the bottom of the East is pretty bad, but the, those first, you know, four or five teams or four teams in the East and, and that top team in the West, uh, I would put those five up against any of the top five teams in any other league. All right. Not to put you
0: on the hot seat, but you said you've been covering since 2014. Mm-hmm. Uh well, I'm, I'm going to go a, a tad bit further with who's your top three Ohio State teams
2: in, in, in the last 10 years? Oh, um, man, that's tough because the, the 2015 team coming off of that national championship the year before, like they brought everybody back. Um, and that was like a really star-studded team. I remember at the time we were we were writing stories and, and doing podcasts about Ohio State being like the most famous the most famous collection of college football players in the country, because Zeke Elliott and Joey Bosa and Cardell Jones and mm-hmm. Darren Lee and Von Bell and all those guys were back after winning a title the year before. But they didn't get the job done. They lost. They, they, was a kind of a dysfunctional team, but then they are really talented. So I think that was the most talented. But I don't I don't know if that was the best. Um, I think the best was probably I think you had to say the '14 team because they won a the title. But I would also make a case for the 2019 team in Justin Fields' first year. Um, he he was obviously a really special player. And that defense was nasty with, with Chase Young leading the way and Jeff Okuda and Damon Arnett a couple first-round corners. They were just kind of an impenetrable defense for that entire season. The best defense Ohio State's had since I've been covering the team. But I, I would still put them second because they didn't come come through any. They didn't win the title. So 14, first, 19, second, and 20, 15, third.
1: Um. You had a great article this week. You sat down with Ryan Day, and I think you, you interviewed him earlier this year. Can you talk about how Ryan Day was able to stack these quarterbacks back to back? I mean, prior to Ryan Day, you know, we got elite running quarterbacks. We didn't even get the passing type quarterbacks. You know, they won a national championship 02 with Craig Grenzel, who threw 12 touchdown passes that year. 12 touchdowns. Can you imagine? I mean, these Ohio State quarterbacks do that in like three games. How is he able to stack these quarterbacks? Do you think it's just him getting kids to buy into the Ohio State system?
2: I think part of it is he's, he's rather quickly developed a reputation of being a pretty good quarterback developer. And I think that's because I think that really goes back to JT Barrett because JT Barrett, if you remember, was a little lost in 2015 and 2016 before Ryan day got to Columbus and then, and then was, was better in 2017. I still don't think he ever quite got back to what he was as a redshirt freshman in 2014, but certainly better in 2017. I think Ryan day gets, gets credit for that. And then obviously he gets uh, credit for Dwayne Haskins being a one-year starter going the first round. I think he gets some credit for Joe Burrow, even though Joe Burrow did, did most of his noteworthy stuff away from Ohio state. And then, and then obviously Justin Fields coming here, I think, I think validated Ryan day quite a bit because Justin was, you know, a five-star prospect. He was a number two player in his class. Some people thought he was better than Trevor Lawrence coming out of high school. That kid could have gone anywhere he wanted to go and he chose to come to Ohio state to get developed by Ryan day. And I think that said a lot. And I think that set a lot of these wheels in motion now, it's still crazy that he has five three-star or three five-star quarterbacks on this roster. I'm not entirely sure how he did that. It's a little weird because Quinn Ewers reclassified, obviously, so right. he, he would not have been here under normal circumstances, so it's a little funky in that way. But even even getting Kyle McCord to come on the heels of TJ Stroud and then getting Quinn to commit on the heels of those guys is, is still uh, a very impressive feat, probably, probably the best quarterback recruiting we've seen in, in the last decade and maybe even going back farther than that. And I think part of it is kind of – conversation around the position has changed. And I think quarterbacks coming out of high school are more ready now than they were maybe 10 years ago, maybe even five years ago. And I think there's a belief among them that if they're ready to go right away and an opportunity presents itself for them to get on the field, the coaches are going to do that. And I think that's maybe the Nick Saban, Tua Bailoa, Jalen Hurts effect coming into play for, for other teams there. So there's just not a fear of coming in and having to wait and and now that's exacerbated even more because the one-time transfer, if they come in and do have to wait, they know they can just leave whenever they want and go play right away somewhere else.
1: Yeah, you're right. I mean, cause I, I think there's probably a really good chance that in January, Jack Miller and uh, Kyle McQuarter probably not on Ohio state's roster. I mean, I don't blame them. They could probably start at a lot of places, go start somewhere else. So, yeah,
2: I think that's right. And, and, you know, it's not, I, I think, I used to be like reticent to talk about guys potentially transferring, but I just think it's so such a a part of the sport now that it's okay to talk about that. But I guess we have to see how the rest of the season goes, but if it's CJ Stroud all the way and he takes Ohio state to where they want to go or or gets close to that. um, I think Quinn Ewer sticks around because I think Quinn Ewer is probably in the back of his mind, believes he can take that job next year. Um, But I'm not sure if the other two guys will stick around.
1: No, I, I I think you're right. Like if you look at like Michigan state, I mean, they've built a lot of their foundation, their team off transfers. And yeah, for you know, sure. I think that's, that's kind of like the, the new way, but you got to watch yourself when you do that. Cause you, you, know, you still want to hit on all those recruits, even Penn state, Penn state's had some really good transfers helping them this year. So like you can really, you know, even Ohio state, I mean, Trey sermon, I mean, that, I helped immensely last year at running back and then obviously Justin Fields. So like that, that is a new way of, of, of college football kind of changing and stuff. So. All right, uh, I do want to go back, you know, you're a native Philadelphia and I know you talk about that. And I always loved you guys. We'll go back to your Buckeye talk. They used to be Buckeye Talk, Brandon Way. It was awesome. Him, Bill, Ari, and this guy named Doug Le who does a great job too. And they used to talk about food. And I always loved it. They did like they would go top five casual restaurants. It was awesome. It was really good. And you guys still talk about food on the on your podcast. So I do got to ask you, what is your favorite cheesesteak place in in Philadelphia. I go to, we live about an hour. We live in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. So we're about an hour and a half, you know, hour and a half away from Philly. I go to Philly like six, seven times a year. My, some of my best friends live there. So tell us your favorite cheesesteak place in Philadelphia.
2: So it, it's not Pat's or Geno's. And I would, I, I, It's overrated. They're
1: both overrated.
2: They're both very overrated. I I understand the appeal. It's kind of cool. They're across the street from each other. They, you know, Geno's has all these like bright neon lights. It's a cool place to be for there at night. Um, and if you're there like really late at night and you've had a few beverages, I suppose it doesn't matter what it tastes like. But uh, <laughs> if you're going, if you're going sober and you actually want a good meal, uh, I always tell people to go to a place called John's Roast Pork. And I realize that sounds counterintuitive because we're talking cheesesteaks and John's does make a really good roast pork sandwich, but their cheesesteak is phenomenal. It starts with the bread as, as any good sandwich does. They, they have a, a little bit of a, of a harder roll, a seeded roll that I think is, is a little more durable and, and sturdy and holds up against the cheesesteak. Well, and then they really fill that thing up too. So that's my favorite. Um, there are a few others that I think are, are pretty good too, but if I was pointing anybody in the right direction, I would send them to Johns, which is in South Philly. Um, not too far from where the, the uh, ballpark and the football stadium were.
1: Yeah. I got to go check it out. I've, I've done DeLisandro's a bunch Sonny's, mm-hmm. which is, which is good. But John, I've heard you say mention Johns before, so I gotta I gotta try it out. I'm gonna put it down my my list, Coach. Wait, anything you want to ask? We'll get Bill out of here.
0: Uh, no, not uh, Max's is, is a good cheesesteak spot too in Philly. If you guys ever try that in North Philly, now they're they're a little big time now since they made the Rocky movie or uh,
2: not Rocky, but whatever uh, Rocky sequel is. Yeah, the new uh, the ones with uh, Apollo Creed's son in them, right? Creed,
0: yeah, 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 Creed, yeah. yeah. Creed, yeah. yeah. Yep. yeah. But uh, so Max is pretty good too. But no, Bill, thanks for coming on, man. We definitely appreciate it. You're always welcome back. Hey, hey, hey Bill, can you plug
1: your stuff? Uh, where to get it? You know, get the half off, or whatever. I know you guys are always doing that. Cause I'm telling you, people, please sign up. It's it's unreal. The coverage is unreal. The podcast, but it's also the writing. Like I love all their the NFL stuff. The Browns, they have Zach Jackson does a great job for the Browns. But you know, they have Eagles writers. They have all kinds of stuff. So check it out. Go ahead, plug your stuff, Bill.
2: Yeah, I'm almost positive now you can still go to theathletic.com slash 4-6, and I I think that gets you half off. And if it doesn't get you half off, there's still some kind of discount there. Um, That's our podcast link, but that's where we direct people if they want to try to sign up for The Athletic um, and they haven't checked it out yet. I think that's a good place to go. Um, And you can find me on Twitter, BillLandis25. And, you know, I tweet my stories and stuff out there too, so you can find the links to those uh, stories on my Twitter account.
1: Thank you so much, Bill. We'd love to have you back another time.
2: Definitely. Yeah, Thank absolutely. You. Thanks, guys. Have a good one. You too. You
1: heard it first from the Ohio State expert. Why are they good? NFL. They win. They never have a down spell, like he says. That's why they win. And he says everybody cheats, which who knows? I don't know if people cheat or not, but
0: who knows? That's he what made it, is. it. Him saying it sounded a little better than you saying it, though. I gotta be honest.
1: <laughs> I probably say because I read all his stuff.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see, So you've been cheating this whole time. See.
1: But like there is there's nobody who's probably more informed on college triple than me. Brandon, I I legit read every article on athletic on college triple. Like I read, like somebody in my skim, but I read so much. And, and and I just love it. I love college triple. It is by far my favorite sport, you know. Uh and I just I love everything about it. Like I could watch 12 hours of college triple and I I don't miss a beat. So, he was great. He was awesome. Definitely. All right. So, let's go. So, we over Oklahoma. Great game. And Caleb won. Don't you think – okay, let's go back. Oklahoma won 55-48 or Texas. Don't you think they got to stick with that kid?
0: (laughs) Not when your starter is supposed to be a top draft pick and a Heisman candidate. I think it gets a little iffy.
1: He has not looked good all year. So, what's going to happen is they got to go with Caleb Williams eventually. And then – Rattler will transfer somewhere else, start light it up, and then go to the NFL.
0: That's what I think will happen. Well, he's well, he or well, his plan was to go to the NFL this year.
1: He has not been good, man. I'm telling you, every all the NFL draft people are not like what they saw from him.
0: The backup looks so good, though. He did look good. Oh my God. So <laughs> he looked good. real good.
1: <laughs> he, he, he like he stepped in there in the biggest game of the year in this rivalry, and he did like he, he just looked like not out of place. You know, and, I, and I'm not trying to take anything away Penn State, kid. But, like, you see that, you see this Caleb Williams. It just it was. – you're a five-star quarterback. You're legit. Like, very rare is a five-star quarterback disappoint.
0: That's what we needed at Penn State this past week. That right there.
1: Yeah. And, and that's what I mean. Quarterback depth is a big thing. Like, uh, you know, Ohio State won a national championship in 14 with their third-string quarterback. When you got a quarterback depth, you know, uh, in 16, I think JT Barrett got hurt in the Michigan game. Dwayne Haskins came in and won the game for him. Like, quarterback depth is big. And, and if you got that guys behind you they are ready to go, it does help. So, all right. Let's get into the other two games. I want to go over Georgia. Oh my God, Georgia just keeps rolling, D. You know, they're at Auburn. Auburn, they always say is one of the toughest places to play. They won 34 10. They went in there, and just kicked the crap out of Auburn. Congratulations, first- Auburn. You're the first team ever all year long to score on their on their on their the Georgia first team defense. They scored a touchdown on them.
0: They play defense. That's what they do over right now. They look good right now. They're the best team. So. Uh, I don't count out of with just yet now.
1: Right now, up to this point, they are the best team. And I think they've been building towards this. Um, Kirby's recruited really well. And now, even though he's hurt, man, they got to get JT Daniels back. You know, JT Daniels is a really good quarterback. He's just been in and out of lineup hurt. Yeah. So if they get him back, their offense is fine. I just think with JT Daniels, they're going to go to the next level. You know, they got to get him back. So I think it might be Georgia's year. I, I thought before the year, this is Georgia's year winning the national championship. Here's the reason why. Bama lost everybody. And they took a little dip. I was like, they're going to take a little dip. And I think, you know, Saturday's game proved that. And I think Georgia brought everybody back. And they're just so loaded this year. So I thought maybe it was Georgia's year. But they look good. Next we'll one. See. The shocker. I think it was a shocker. They're coming in three and two. They barely beat Colorado. They lost to Mississippi State. You know, they got beat by Arkansas. And Texas A&M comes in and they beat Bama. Oh, my God. What a shocker that was, B.
0: Yeah, another great game. Uh, I don't, any given Saturday, man, anything can happen. And... They came in there, locked and loaded, and, you know, this guy, the coach is finally trying to earn his paycheck because, you know, he got big money and hasn't done anything since he got it. But this win almost validates having him around right now. Yeah, that was a huge win.
1: The crazy thing is they got two losses, so they're like, I mean, if they went out. I mean, they're not going to make the playoffs. They got
0: two losses. They like, went out he- and win the SEC? No two-loss team has made it yet. If you win the SEC, you got to go.
1: Are they good, or was that just a fluky game? Sometimes we get these fluky games.
0: Well, everybody gets up for Alabama, or they should. You're right. We'll find out.
1: Time will tell. That's what's nice about this, time will tell.
0: Absolutely. What a
1: great – I mean, that was was, was probably one of the best weekends of college football we've had in a couple years, honestly, because you had – you know the noon game, noon games. He had two good ones, and then the the the, the Penn State Iowa game. I know it was tough for you. It was still a good game, and then you had two good night ones. I mean, Michigan Nebraska was a good game, and then you got the Texas A&M. You know, uh, Alabama that was legit, and there were other games that were good too. There was that was a lot of good games.
0: It, so, was. it was a good night for well, it was well it was a good day for college football.
1: Okay, here we go. It's Coach Way's least favorite part of the show. It's how do we do on our picks? Okay, here we go. Your boy, Coach Minor Fordo,
0: oh, send me the
1: Vegas.
0: <laughs> you would have made a lot of money.
1: You were two and two, and Clark, our, our expert, was two and two. So, uh, so Penn State, uh, Penn State at Iowa. Okay, now I might have lost that one if Clifford doesn't get hurt. But I had Iowa covering. It was only two. Uh, I had Iowa covering. Uh, you guys had Penn State covering. Michigan at Nebraska. We all had Michigan covering. I know you – I just didn't believe in Scott Frost. You know, I was rooting for Nebraska. I wanted to lose that one. Okay. And then you got uh, Oklahoma, Texas. I looked like an idiot for the first, like, half of the game. Then Oklahoma came back. You and Clark had had that one. And then we all got right – we all thought Georgia would cover 14 and a half is a lot when you're going on the road in the SEC, and they covered 14 and a half pretty easily. Yeah. So, two and two for you. Hey, at least it's better. At least you're 500.
0: Yeah. I mean, if you want to look at it like that, but 500 never gets you done. You know, it never gets it. 50% don't matter. Yep. Okay.
1: Here we go. We got three games. A, light slate. a little white little slate there. Little coach Way, not a big slate this week. You never know. Could it be a wacky week? So we got three games, not necessarily. Ohio State's off, Penn State's off, okay? So it, 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 it's not really a big slate, you know. So here we go. First one, Michigan State, who is now climbed up the number 10 in the country in the AP. They're up there. They're, they're, they're climbing. At Indiana. Now listen to this one. It's only favored by three and a half.
0: Three and a half. They're on the road, though, so, you know, that plays a part.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna pick Michigan State. I think Michigan State's legit. I'm taking Michigan State to win and cover. What do you
0: got? I'm taking Michigan State to win and cover as well. Not because I think they're legit. I think they're good, but I don't think Indiana is. But Michigan State to win and cover as well.
1: Okay. Right. Now next one.
0: Purdue
1: coming off of, coming off, So Purdue goes to B-Way's House of Horrors at Iowa. Oh boy. Iowa's favored by 12. What say you? You go first, this one.
0: Iowa, no letdown. I think they're back at home. It was a tough place to play for Purdue. Purdue hasn't been that uh, tough as of lately. I'm taking Iowa to win and cover. I
1: want to win and cover for, for way?
0: All right, I'm going
1: the other way. Purdue. To cover i think iowa wins but i think purdue's gonna cover 12. iowa doesn't blow people off unless they have all these turnovers and maybe purdue can protect ball i just got this feeling it'll be a close game
2: like i think iowa wins
1: by like seven or ten but i think it's close so i got iowa to win but purdue over all right here we go this is a big one now you know it spreads a little high and i get why kentucky Good old Kentucky basketball school. They're 6 and 0, buddy. 6 and 0. Mark Stoop's done a great job there. Holy crap, he's done a great job. Mark Stoop's, hey, former Penn State quarterback. Will Levis mentioned him earlier. He's 6 and 0.
0: He's Kentucky. playing well. He's Never playing good. well. At Georgia.
1: At Georgia, the new number one team in the nation. Minus 22. <laughs> That's a lot of points.
0: I'm It's
1: a lot of points. That is a heck of a lot of points. I'm going to say. Georgia wins, but I think I think Kentucky covers that. That's a lot of points. But Kentucky covers.
0: Yeah, this is they're, they're being real disrespectful to Kentucky on this one. Uh, they're an undefeated team. They're gonna play with pride, like you said. Stoops hasn't been playing well. I'm gonna go with Georgia wins, but not covering. Twenty two is a big spread, man. That's huge. That's huge. Okay.
1: Good. Good. All right. So there we go. We'll see how we do now. Next week, B, I'm thinking we've got a light week of games. I think next week we're going to do, I want let's start, you know, my favorite subject to talk about college football. Let's dive into some recruiting next week. We'll go over the rankings. Here we go. No, you'll be happy. You guys are number two in the nation still. So, so yeah. we'll, we'll go over, we'll go over where you guys are at. We'll go over the top 20 teams, top 25 Ranked teams, we'll see where all the Big Ten teams are. I think we hit that hard because there's not a lot of great games this week. All right, last thing we're going to talk about, my top ten. Here we go. I really think a lot about this. So here you go. I'm going to go through my top ten teams. I'll go to the first four, and I'll get your thoughts. One, I put Georgia up. They, they're, they're, they're super impressive. Whew. Two, I put Iowa. I still think they might be fraudulent. 122nd in the nation in yards per play is not good. But, you know, they're undefeated, and they do got some good wins. Three, I got Oklahoma. I moved Oklahoma ahead of Cincy because I just think they looked – I mean, if Caleb, Caleb, they got to ride Caleb Williams. That kid's a stud. And if, if they ride that high hand of him, woo, they could win out. And then four, I put Cincinnati there. What do you think?
0: I'm um, going to go Georgia, yes. They had, they had to be number one. Iowa was ranked high and beat a highly ranked team. So I see why you put them there. They're not really – the number two team in the country, but they're there and I get why you put them there. Oklahoma as well. I don't think they're good enough to be number three, Uh, but it's hard to debate them not being number three, even though they haven't looked that good all year. Uh, Cincy is, like you said, they keep winning. They keep chugging, haven't really played, you know, a tough schedule, but, uh, it's hard to it's hard to not have them there being undefeated.
1: Well, like, here's the thing, like, you know, you know, a lot of people, what they get the benefit of is last year. You know, last year they went, you know, they lost what one game and then they they went in the Sugar Bowl. I think It was Sugar Bowl and they, they went toe to toe with Georgia and lost. And so they get the benefit of they played really well. They had one loss and well, no, they were undefeated in the regular season, weren't they?
0: Uh, it might have been.
1: Um, 2020. Yeah, I, I'm I'm screwing this up. Yeah, so like so like they they were they were uh give me one second. What is this Yeah, they were undefeated in the regular season. So they went to the the, the they played in uh the, the Peach Bowl. Excuse me, against Georgia. and They lost 24-21. So they were undefeated in the regular season. And then they, they lost. So they get the benefit of the doubt from that. That's why they started so high. And then now they haven't lost a game. Now, what they have coming up is they got some tough games coming up. Um, so they got uh, UCF coming up, you know, w- which won't be easy. And then down the road, they got SMU, who's a good team. Now, I know it's not the Big Ten or anything, but still, like, they still have some challenging games coming up. So So we'll see.
0: Challenging for them. What's up? Challenging for them. Now, if Alabama played those teams that you just named, it would be a joke.
1: I agree, but SMU is going to be a top 25 team. So at least it's a top 25 team. All right, now, the next four, okay, so I had four one-loss teams. I got Penn State, I got Alabama, I got Ohio State, and I got Oregon. Now, uh, I'm trying to be fair here. So I looked at the four losses, and I said, look, Penn State, they lost – but but again, you know, they lost a starting quarterback. They have their quarterback, they might win. Alabama lost to a team that wasn't good. They're three and two, didn't look good, but they did go on the road. Oregon lost due on the road to Stanford, who's like probably like a six and six and six, seven and five type team. Then Ohio State lost to Oregon. Okay, so that's how I ranked them. I put Penn State five because I think they had the the best loss, Alabama six. Oregon 7, Ohio State 8. What do you
0: think? I agree with your line of thinking behind it, but some would argue Texas AM and and Alabama are better than Penn State. Some uh, would argue. <laughs> now, yes. they're, they're, they're probably SEC homers, but they would definitely argue that. Uh, at the end of the day, Alabama is going to be back to where they will be in the top four seed. Okay, they, so
1: like – the AP, with the AP, there was Georgia 1, Iowa 2, Cincinnati 3, Oklahoma 4. AP is the only thing we got. We don't have the college football committee. They had Alabama 5. They only dropped them from 1 to 5. Ohio State 6, Penn State 7, Michigan 8, Oregon 9, Michigan State 10. So, interesting. Yeah. But, but but you know, I think, you know, look, I'm not worried, you know, like I don't freak out about the rankings because, look, Ohio State's going to play Ohio Penn State. So if they beat Penn State, uh, they're going to be a top five team. Ohio State will. Uh, I, I believe that. And Alabama's still going to play, could probably potentially play Georgia in the SEC championship. So a lot of this is going to sort itself out.
0: There always does. Um,
1: the, the Monday after, like November 1st, I think, the Monday after Ohio State, Penn State, Michigan, Michigan State, so three weeks away is the first first college football playoff rankings. So then we'll see who how they, they stack the teams, which does play a role. I mean, we've seen teams start low. Like the year Ohio State won in 14, they started low and then, then worked their way up. But it still gives us a good parameter where everything is, so.
0: Should be interesting. Okay, Fresh Michigan
1: 9 there. and Michigan State 10. Now, you know, you could say they're undefeated, but I, I think that, I think Ohio State's better I think, I think all those four teams have, have shown that they're better than Michigan-Michigan State, even though they each have a loss. They're, they're more, you know, uh, I think they, they play better in a lot of facets. So, so we'll see. It doesn't matter. Michigan's going to play Ohio State. Michigan State's going to play Ohio State. So they're all going to play itself out. So, but here you go, B. Five of the top ten. Big ten teams. That's impressive. Five of the top ten are big ten. And then you have... Yeah, two, two from the SEC, right? Yep. One for the Pac-12 and one from the AAC and one from the Big 12.
0: I mean, I think you're showing your bias again. we have a Michigan down at ninth and not the first, you know, well, not the first Big Ten team, right? But higher than Penn State being undefeated.
1: I just, you know, I'm trying I'm not taking away Penn State's loss, but I think that the quarterback thing had a role. If if Penn State would have lost and Clifford would have played the whole game, even though I don't – it still blows my mind they can't run the ball. But uh, if Penn, if Clifford would have played the whole game and they lost, I probably would, would have flipped it. I would have moved Penn State back a little bit more. But I just you – know, I'm not giving a full mulligan, but I think that you know losing a quarterback like that plays a role for sure. I'm trying to be nice to you guys. Look at that. You should be happy. I, I give you guys credit.
0: Listen, Michigan, Michigan's are undefeated here.
1: What's their best win? <laughs> Wisconsin. <laughs> what? What's Wisconsin? I'm giving them the evil stink eye. What's Wisconsin? They're, they're two and three. Now, you can say the same thing. Ohio State, what's their best win? And then they killed Maryland. They killed Rutgers. I'm just saying I think Ohio State's a better team. And that's, that's that's tr- you know, these rankings, track record plays a role for sure. Ohio State gets the benefit of the doubt of being good the last 10 years. You know, and that that does. And that's unfair the way it is, but that's just the way it is. You know, what's it matter? They're going to, you know, Michigan beats Ohio State. They'll move past them.
0: (laughs) I'm just saying that's just a little bias, you know, in your Buckeye hat that you wear every now and then. You're not going to put Michigan. You are way more biased fan than me. (laughs) No, I'm not. You're not going to put Michigan over Ohio State until Michigan beats Ohio State.
1: No, if I tell you this. If Ohio State loses to Penn State, I will move Michigan ahead. If Michigan's undefeated. And Ohio State loses to Penn State. I will flip Ohio State had two losses at that point. I have to. It's
0: oh, yeah, just, you would it, have to because it's two losses.
1: Right. It, one loss. You know, I don't freak out about one loss. I think, like, what did I say? I went back and listened to it a month ago. What did I say? I said, I'm not freaking out about that loss. I was mad at Ohio State. But I said, we'll see what happens. What happened? Everybody else has a loss right now. Who's undefeated yet? Iowa, Michigan, Michigan State. Like, Like, most teams, I, everybody's going to have a loss this year. Iowa State's going to be right there. I State's got just as good a chance as anybody to win a national championship. I agree. Just I like Penn State. You figure out how to run the ball, get a real backup quarterback, and you might win over right now.
0: <laughs> wow. See, there you go What was get. the injury to Clifford, too? Nobody said what the injury was. They didn't release it yet.
1: Well, they got a bye. Great week to have a bye, right? And then they play Illinois, who stinks. So, so you know, it's a great week to have a bye, you know, getting your quarterback hurt. So, theoretically, you, you know, you could probably play the other kid against Illinois. They stink.
0: So, Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. We respect they're all our opponents here. Mm-hmm. We respect all of them. We don't call nobody now, bad.
1: Now, let me go back to Alabama real quick. Al, you know, the AP had Alabama ahead of Ohio State and Penn State. But, and I know they went on the road and they played a team, but Texas A&M looked bad. They looked bad before that game. Now, maybe they figure it out. Maybe they don't. Maybe they're 7-5 and you just play one great game. Or maybe they, they go win 10-2. I don't know. I have no clue what to think. You know, I think it was 100 games. Oh, my God. What's that stat? You know, that's the first time uh, since you, Louisiana Monroe. Louisiana Monroe, Saban's first year, beat him. That's the first time since Louisiana Monroe that they lost to an unranked team. They just crushed teams that are mediocre, and they usually lose to like Auburn or, or LSU occasionally. They usually a team's great. They very rarely lose to a bad team. They've they won 100 straight against unranked teams. 100 straight.
0: That's crazy. And the
1: other thing went down was Jimbo Fisher was the first assistant to ever beat him. Saban was 24-0 against his former assistants.
0: Yeah, I mean, the longer you coach, it has to happen, right? I'm assuming. Yeah.
1: I mean, we'll see about Alabama. I mean, you know, there's, there. You know, I mean, I think they still got a good chance to win the SEC West, but w- we'll see. I mean, that was that was not pretty by them.
0: Never dis, never count out Alabama.
1: Oh, no, without a doubt, they're going to be right there. If they went out they're in the playoff. Oh, yeah. last thing I want to say. What do you think? Okay, I got a scenario. I love scenarios. Let me give you a scenario here. Okay, here you go. I got a good scenario here for you. Ohio State wins out. They beat. They went out. They win the Big Ten championship. Let's say they make the playoff. Okay. Mm-hmm. Iowa wins every game. They go to the Big Ten championship. They lose twenty to thirteen. Ohio State beats them. Iowa's twelve and one, non-Big Ten champion. Ohio State's twelve and one, Big Ten champion. Can they both make it?
0: No, I wouldn't play nobody. all yeah, outside of Penn State. Okay. Mm-hmm.
1: Just see. Everybody says two SEC teams. Why can't two Big Ten teams make it?
0: It could if it was two Big East, I mean, Big Ten East teams.
1: Who makes it this one? Okay, one more scenario I got for you. One more scenario. Alabama wins the rest of their games. They win the rest of their games. They, they, win the, they go to the SEC championship. They beat Georgia. They're 12-1 SEC champ. Georgia wins all their games. They lose in the SEC championship to, to Alabama. They're both 12-1. and Do they both make it?
0: They both played a tough schedule. I'm not respecting Iowa's schedule that much. Okay. They wouldn't have beat Penn State if Penn State quarterback didn't go down. It just it's just the way the cookie crumbles sometimes. It's bad luck. Get a five star backup quarterback. Yeah, I'm telling you, ain't there ain't too many five stars willing to just sit around for two years. Four Four-star? I don't know what our guy is. but
1: He was a four-star, though. But he just – he's not the guy. I mean, I mean, next year, I don't know what they're going to do. That guy is going to run. I mean, they got two stud quarterbacks coming in. Well, Bo Pabella is a three-star, but he's still a pretty good prospect, and they got the four-star kid from Ohio coming in.
0: Most five-star quarterback – any quarterback, any freshman quarterback don't normally start their first meaningful snaps against freaking their number three team in the country.
1: Or some, team, some team's biggest rivalry, they come in and win the game for them.
0: Yeah, I mean, that. That's, that's true. I mean, he's not tour yet.
1: All right, guys. All right, we're going to wrap it up there. Thank you so much. I want to thank Bill Landis. Go check out his stuff. He does a great job, man. Athletics, awesome. We're definitely going to have him back again. Uh, Coach Wade, thanks for, thanks for coming on. Anything you want to add, sir?
0: No, you know, I'm sticking with the same stuff. Everything, you know, 717 Sports. Make sure you guys follow on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, 717 Sports, Media.com. There also, uh, we're the best in the business. Make sure you keep tuning in. I'm not going to say we are because we have a bye week this week. So I should have said it last week because this was the first week I didn't say we are and we lost. So I should have said we are last week. But I'm not going to say it this week because of the bye. All
1: right, guys. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening. We'll definitely, we'll be back next week. Um, Breaking down. We're going to do more recruiting next week. I want to get into recruiting. So uh, we'll talk about that next week. All right, guys. Thank you so much. And take care and go box. I'm going to say it.